Welcome to week number 192 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. Have you recovered from, from Tay-Tay? I am uh, officially fully recovered. It took about fully recovered. three and a half days. Good to go now. Uh, ready for the next one. One day for every hour. Is that what it was? Yeah, about that, right? Yep. Um... Yep, Travis and I went up to Philly to go see Taylor Swift uh, separately. We went to the same concert. We did not go together. Went with our other... We were there in spirit. Together yeah. in spirit. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about some TGIF, and we've got a good week. Well, maybe not a good week. We'll see how that goes. We've yeah. got a week of shows for you. Uh, two shows that actually aired on TGIF this week. A new step-by-step and a new getting by. And then uh, this is the final catch-up episode of Home Free, right? Or do we have that one is more? correct. This yeah, is the final episode one. five. So next week is actually the first time it airs on TGIF episode six. Perfect. And these episodes aired like, like we always say, not uh, thirty years ago, back in nineteen ninety-three is where we're at right now. And what was the actual air date for these episodes, though? Yeah. So this week would have been uh, Friday, May twenty-first, nineteen ninety-three. Okay. A couple things to get out of the way. Thank you, Drew, for the theme song this week. Gracias, Drew. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version of the TGIF theme. And also, while you're doing that, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. That's where we are. That's where we are. Follow us. Like, subscribe, share. What else are people supposed to do? Comment. People comment. Comment. Review. Leave reviews on like uh, Apple iTunes thing. Yeah, do all the stuff. Do all that stuff. Okay, so we watched these episodes. They aired 30 years ago, but we like to see what was also going on in that week 30 years ago. And on uh, May the 17th, 1993, a little bit of tech news as ITEL released the Pentium processor. Ooh. Or they, they unveiled it. I don't think it was released to the public, but they, they did their big announcement of like, this thing is going to change the world. And it, it did, I think. Uh, yeah. Did you say ITEL? Because I'm pretty Intel, sure. Intel, Intel, Intel. Intel. Yeah. The, the Intel uh, Pentium processor. Yeah. I mean, it was in every Dell I ever bought. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal. Tech world, computer yeah. world. I don't know if they're still using Intel Pentiums. I know they've got something similar, but. I have no idea. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Um, but yeah, that was May 17th, 93. And then also on uh, May 20th, 93, the uh, finale of a TV show that I think you liked and watched a lot okay in 93 uh you, you probably watched it in like 2015 no no, no or but, but, the, but it was in 93 so my guess is probably cheers the the cheers finale yep may 20th yep, 1993 it's one of my favorite it's it's probably my favorite tv show um so that ended then uh that's all the news i have what about movies and music what was number one this yeah week? Everything's changing. Oh. Um, so new movie. Uh, I don't know if you remember this movie. I, I, I remember this movie and I love this movie back when it came out. I love it now. Uh, the, the comedy Dave. Do you remember Dave? Dave. Uh, it had, it remind was, me. Yeah. So there is it's um, Kevin Klein, and he is a lookalike for the president who was also played by Kevin Klein. Uh, and the president has a stroke very early on in the movie and they hire Kevin Klein to like secretly replace the president, like the 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 impersonator version of Kevin Klein to secretly replace the president. And he like comes in and is is a much better president than the oh, actual president. Okay. I, mean, yeah, I don't, really, I don't really think I've ever movie. seen it. It's not like slapstick, like like rolling on the floor comedy. It's like, you know, Kevin Klein kind of like smart 90s comedy. You know, it's just funny. It's a funny, it's a good, funny movie. Um, 
I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, just take a, take an hour and a half. Go watch it. It's a good movie. Okay. And then uh, new song too. New song. Yep. Uh, I don't think we've had, I think we've had her on before, but Janet Jackson is back. I'm gonna say she's back with "That's the Way That Love." Oh, excuse me. I shouldn't be adding words in here. That's the way love goes. So uh, that's a big one for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's around for a while. It's around for a couple months. Okay. So. Uh, any birthdays yeah. this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a couple of birthdays. So I, you know, I'm just gonna say it again because even though we did a little bit early last week, but uh, Sam Anderson, who plays Sam Gorpley, his birthday was Saturday. May thirteenth, and then the the this one will stay on forever. This will be the 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 a forever name. But uh, Bob Saget, uh, his birthday would have been uh, the seventeenth, May seventeenth, which was Wednesday. So happy birthday to both of them. Happy birthday! All right. So like we said, we've got some episodes to talk about. We're starting with Home Free. This is season one, episode five. Pair O guys <laughs> lost. It's a good name for an episode. I it like is a good it. name for an episode. I like it. It is. Um, it starts off with uh, Matt's sister, Vanessa. She's talking to her kids about taking them to uh, a museum for a wood carving exhibit and also to go window shopping at the mall. Uh, neither kid is excited about this. And uh, that's kind of all we see of them this episode, I believe. It, it is. But what we also establish is that it's a three day weekend, like a holiday weekend. So everyone's making big plans or trying to figure out what they're going to do with, with their extra time. Yeah. And then. Matt comes down. Uh, we find out he's going to be traveling with Walt, which confuses me a little bit because we don't find out where they're going for a couple more minutes. And he's already dressed up like in his like uh, Hawaiian shirt and ready to go somewhere tropical. So I don't know what information Walt gave him, but obviously he told him kind of where they're going, I guess. You know, that's a good point. Um, because they doesn't really know because because we find out Walter comes in like right now. And this is, I guess, when we find out where they're going. And it seems like and when Matt, Matt finds out, too. Yeah, yeah it seems like maybe Matt is fine. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, and it's also not like they're going to just like leave. I don't know. It's, it's, this is a weird scene. Now that you kind of push position. It I'm going to say it right now. I hated this episode. Uh, like hated. And I love a travel episode in TGIF. <laughs> and I hated this episode. This was not your traditional travel episode of TGIF. And I would just want to say that you also did not like the travel episodes on Step by Step recently. Yeah, you might be uh, right. So I let's I don't know about that that I didn't subject. I don't know. Uh, it was a I might go back weird... and say I didn't hate the the step by step travel episodes. They okay. weren't the best, but I didn't hate them. I hated this. I don't even know if Jim, they actually traveled. I they didn't. They definitely didn't. I just thought this whole premise was weird. It was, it was just really, really. It was weird. just strange, especially for this kind of show. For it just was weird, and and I mean, obviously, we're we're going to talk about it, but um, yeah, not it's it's funny now that you kind of set up the scene the way you did. I totally agree with you that like, uh, there's no reason Matt should have already been like sandals and 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 Hawaiian shirt ready to go on a trip that he had no idea where he was going. Yeah, so Walt comes over. He's got the the news to break to Matt. He's got two tickets. His cousin hooked them up. They're going to this uh, paradise haven of love, this like flight that they have to take on a tropical island, and uh, they got free tickets. They just have to, uh, I don't know, what were the expectations right here? Were there any? No, at this point, there's none. We What we find out is Walt's uncle evidently has a connection to this resort and is able to get them these free tickets. And as far as they know, as far as we know, they there's no strings attached. Oh, I think the only uh, except our expectations right now are they do not have return home tickets. They get That's those correct. once they get yes. to the island, which is red a little weird, but yeah, immediately going a red on. flag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I got. I wrote down. I was really excited here when we were starting this episode because we're only five episodes into this show and we're already having a travel episode. So I got real excited. 
then they show Matt and Walt arrive at this island. You get like the overhead shot of the island and everything. They meet the owner. His name is, uh, what is his name? Vic Paradise. And um, they find out right away that they are there to work. They are doing some sort of an exchange where they have to do things like digging barbecue pits and like attending to the island and stuff. But in exchange, yeah, everything. In exchange, they get this free trip to the island for the weekend. And let's and to set up Vic a little bit in this situation, like Vic is kind of an older dude. He's he's got that whole like slicked back skeezy. Yeah. yeah. And he's got two big grunts behind him that kind of, you know, his muscle. Um, so he he's uh, there's kind of an implied connection that he's like the like mob or, or some yeah. obviously bad dude. Yeah. So we go to the theme. We come back. They find out they also have to do laundry. They have to slaughter a pig. Um and then they're also told that uh, they have to, I guess, like meet and t- and mingle with the women on the island. Well, I think that that's the TGIF version of what is really implied here, in the sense that this this resort we we kind of it's kind of implied throughout the show that this resort is like a couple, not a couples, but like a singles hookup resort, uh-huh. right? Um, and I think the implication here is that they are essentially like male, like escorts for the women. They're supposed to be escorts for the women. Yeah. And they're pretty much told if they don't do this work, they don't get their return tickets home. Like that's the trade off. <laughs> and, and I mean, they're on an Island that this, this guy has complete control over. So like they're kind of, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So Vic's like, get to work. Here's directions to your hut. They don't even get to stay in the resort. They have to go stay in this like dark hut somewhere. <sighs> down a trail on the beach on the beach somewhere yeah and uh that's where they show up now they show them arriving to their hut matt is furious walt tells matt they just gotta have to do what they're told get through it and uh it'll be great because they get to meet a whole bunch of girls while they're there yeah they do kind of come out with this with a bit of a positive attitude like okay we're still at the beach there's a lot of ladies like it's not going to be the worst right yeah yeah so then they show him back at the resort. There's like a dance club at the resort. The luau um, type thing, yeah. Yeah, Matt and Walt are shown arriving, and uh, they're quickly told by Vic that they need to go mingle with some girls. So they see a couple girls that they want to go talk to, but Vic stops him, and he's like, no, you have these two girls. So he sets them up immediately with the two girls and pretty much pimping them out to these girls. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And and Walt's, is, Walt's woman is, like, very aggressive, very, like, let's do it now. I want it all. And and Matt has kind of this, like, you know, like, quiet, more reserved, shy, shy woman. Yeah. And uh, Matt tries to go, like, get his girl a drink. But um, Vic is like, oh, no, I'll get that. So he goes and gets her a drink. And then he gets on the microphone and he's like, now we're going to be doing our, like, amateur contest. And he makes Matt and Walt go up first. Seems weird. So they like uh, they get on the microphone. They're doing like a song, like a duet song. I don't even what song were they doing. It was like I can't. I don't. I didn't write it down. I didn't. I don't remember. Walt was Willie was like dressed up as Willie Nelson, and Matt was doing like what like Tom Jones or something like that. I don't something remember. like that. So they're singing. They they do a little duet on stage. Real weird in the middle of this episode. Um, and uh, then the girls come to get the guys. They're two girls, whatever their names were, Eleanor and. Whoever she I didn't is. get the second one. All I got was Eleanor. Eleanor is Matt's date. Yeah, and they other woman. they take the guys and they go dance in the middle of the floor. So they skip ahead a little later. It's much later. All of the like uh, patrons of the island are leaving, except the only two people left are Matt and Eleanor. They're the only two out there. They're still dancing, 
And you can tell that Eleanor really likes Matt, but Matt is unable to say anything because that's part of the deal that he's not supposed to let her know that he was kind of set up with her, I guess. Yeah, but he's being, I mean, he's he's in a spot where he's trying to be as kind as possible without like, he's trying his best not to lead her on or, or give her the wrong impression, except that he kind of, he kind of has to, or it's kind of what he's supposed to do, so... Yeah, uh, Walt pops in for a second. He's like, Matt, my girl wants to go skinny dipping in the morning. And he's like kind of, uh, I guess, a little over his head with this girl. So he, she's just trying to take him to do everything. And Matt's like, hey, Walt, I don't think that we're the victims here. I think it's all these girls that think that they're really finding love. And then there's like this new dilemma going on. Yeah, he's kind of having this moral revelation that that lying to these women is not. I mean, he, he they know this, but like. The, these women are just being taken advantage of. Have their money is taken, and they're not going to leave with anything more than they came with. Yep. So commercial break. We come back to Walt complaining just how much all this situation sucks, and Matt tells Walt that, uh, like, he just kind of explains everything, like how he sees it and how wrong it is, and then uh, Matt tells Vic that uh, he demands he give them the return tickets right now, and Vic's like, "All right, here you go." But the tickets aren't for two days later, so it doesn't really matter. They still yeah, have to, they're still stuck there for the weekend. Yeah, and, and I imagine they have to, like, take a boat off this island anyway. So even if he has the tickets, like, whose who's boat are they going to take? Yeah, I mean, there could be a little private jet or something. Who knows? But um, Matt, um, at this point, also starts to threaten Vic. He's like, we're writers for a newspaper, and we're going to write about you and put you out of business. And uh, Vic's like, oh publicity i like it it's gonna help me during the uh during the off season matt was like this works for, uh, with the judge i'm gonna admit it's gonna work with you and the guy's like i'm i'm i got more uh i got less scruples than that judge had so yeah and then matt starts to threaten like fraud charges against the island and then vic pretty much reminds him that he owns the island and there's really nothing that he can do there's no laws or anything here and <laughs> he's, he, he's robocop yeah he doesn't care what the threats are so they show matt and walt back at the hut um they hear Eleanor calling for Matt and Matt starts to try to talk to Eleanor and uh, tell her the truth about what's happening and everything. And it pretty much just ends with Eleanor slapping Matt and then leaving. She doesn't yeah, like what she yeah. heard. Well, right. She's like, she understands now that she has been taken advantage of and she thinks that Matt is part of that problem. I mean, and I guess to an extent he is, but also not really. Um, so you see them both in the hut now. They're like in hammocks on top of each other. Matt wakes up Walt and tells Walt that he wants to go talk to Vic. And while this is happening, they start to hear like women chanting and marching towards the resort. Like, yeah, it looks like there's a revolt going on. And the women Frankenstein Frankenstein style mob with pitchforks and and fire. Yeah. So they show all these women, uh, showing up to the resorts and, uh, they all know what happened. The story has been spread around. Everyone knows that this island is taking advantage of them, and they all want their money back. So Vic tries to run for it. He tries to get out of there. But uh, his two like henchmen guys that you mentioned earlier, they're actually on the side of the women. They try to stop yeah. Vic from letting them go, and uh, the, he's kind of stuck, and he directs all the women to the safe, and he's going to give them all their money back. Yeah, yeah, because they have this, like, the two guys, I guess, have felt mistreated by Vic the whole time. You know, he talks down to him, calls him stupid, blah, 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 gets their names wrong. And so they see this is their opportunity to to fight back. Yep. Uh, Matt apologizes once again to Eleanor, and Eleanor actually thanks him now this time. 
uh, kind of for like giving her a realization, like a wake up call that she needed. Like uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, what, what, what her point is, so she was kind of upset, not so much, you know, that Matt lied to her, but that she was having a good time and she kind of had this, you know, this, this illusion, this, this, like, this is the moment I'm having right now and I'm enjoying this and I don't want this moment to get ruined regardless of whether the future, what the future is. But what Matt tries to say is like, look, I get it. But what you, you know, what you kind of found in this moment was like confidence and the ability to speak for yourself and do, you know, do what you want and be aggressive and, you know, just take that with you. Uh, off the island um and and you'll be able to do that in real life and she she's i guess she appreciates that and thinks and and ends up thanking matt for helping her find that yeah and i think that's kind of a combination of what happens in this next scene of him talking to her once again and uh giving her like kind of mentions there isn't there like a guy back home or something that maybe you like a little bit and she's like well there is this one guy at the firehouse who uh I do think I kind of like, but I mean, he doesn't even realize that I'm, I'm interested or anything like that. And, uh, she starts to talk about him and he's pretty much just tries to once again, give her confidence. You need to go for it. You need, you need to let him know. Yes. Yeah. But she's, she's, she's going to do it. I think. Well, it sounds like she's going to do it. Yep. She thanks Walt or, or she thanks Matt. And then Walt, uh, tells Matt that he wants to make up this whole weekend to him. He's he's sorry for everything that happened and uh he's got a cousin that has a casino on a blimp and that's going to be his uh next trip. Indiana Jones style. Yep, so that's the end of the episode. No real credit scene. There's like just a little no. like picture montage of like the island stuff, but uh and you know what I was wondering? I, I was thinking about this as we were talking about the show. So this is the last one that aired on Tuesday night. Uh I think it was Tuesday night, but not on TGIF. And I wonder if this episode they looked at this episode and was like, this episode's not gonna be a great TGIF episode. Like it's not as let's, family let's friendly. Let's wait one more week before we do it. Well, let's put the let's maybe I, I I don't know maybe they moved it to this night or they just kind of were like we got let's get this one out of the way before we move on to like a, the TGIF run of shows, um, or they could have not thought about that at all. I don't know, but it just it seems like it maybe makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, hopefully we kind of get back to what we were dealing with before this episode and not like a new path for this show because I know we've seen it before in other shows where like they change things right around this part, like right around episode six. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's back to what it was, though, I think. Yeah, this show still hasn't clicked for me yet, which which is a shame because I like so many people on the show. Like, I think the mom, Grace, is hilarious. I think Matt and Walter can be really funny. I I like Brooke Thies as well as as Laura. The kids are okay. Vanessa is like my least favorite character. But I like you've got all these great parts that just haven't for me gelled yet. So I hope they do get back to more of the family stuff um, because I feel like that's where it works. And I I like the paper stuff, too, but. I don't know. It's a weird show still. It's still a weird show. Yep. So now we're in our actually airing episodes this week. This is Step by Step, Season 2, Episode 24. Uh, Double Date is the name of this episode, and it starts off, we've got Frank getting home to Carol. Carol needs 20 bucks to go to the store. He starts pulling out a bunch of, like, wadded How up. How nice must that have been that, like, your need to go grocery shopping was $20? Well, I mean, if you need a, a couple a things, feet. it might not have been dinner or anything. We don't know. But uh, anyways, no. he starts pulling out a bunch of like crumpled bills out of his pocket and some coins. And she's like, you really need to handle your money better. And he's like, oh, no, I know exactly how much money you have. Here's a 10 spot. And then uh, Cody walks in. He's upset. She makes a comment real quick before Cody walks in that she's like, I, I pulled $87 out of your clothes <laughs> yeah. last week when I was doing laundry. He's like, well, why do you need 20 now? Yeah. Uh, Cody gets home. He's upset. Someone stole his stereo from his van, and he's like, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks to get it replaced. 
And then he starts pulling out wadded money from his pockets, and he's like, oh, man, a 10 spot. And then uh, Carol, of course, is like, oh, no, it's genetic. And that that's just kind of the intro right there. I do appreciate that this seems like it could have easily been just a throwaway, you know, intro. But they do. Yeah, they do they connect do this come one. back to it. Which yeah. is good. Um, so after the theme song, we come back to Carol. Um, she's got a client from her hair salon uh, waiting for her son to pick her up. They're in the kitchen. They're just kind of talking for a few minutes. Um, she kind of mentions that her son is new to the school and he's looking for a date. There's a big dance coming up and no one's really, uh, I guess he's supposed to ask someone, but he hasn't asked anyone. He doesn't really know any of the, of the girls. He's shy. I mean, he's a sh- we, we kind of find out that he's a shy, more reserved guy. This this kid's name is, is Eddie, by the way. Yeah, and I think uh, Carol says something here like, oh, well, everyone in this town is so great. Someone will definitely say yes. Like, there's no one that's like stuck up or anything like that. And yeah, in walks like Karen, in walks Karen with a tiara on her head saying, oh man, I just uh, love this tiara I ordered kind of thing. And like, I look so great. I'm going to be great for this dance kind of stuff. And then uh, I love that she bought a tiara for a dance where she also wants to win like the, you know, queen of the dance, which will also give her a tiara. She's just, it's trying, trying like yeah, just testing. It's the like waters. wearing the wedding dress as the bridesmaid, you know? So then uh, Freddie shows up. Freddie is the son of this woman who just finished her hair. And uh, he's like super nerd, like worse than Mark, probably. He I wouldn't call him a nerd. He is just a shy reserve. You know, there's there's kind of two glasses. He's just a shy reserved guy who doesn't like have any really social skills. Then there's the like this guy looks like he could possibly shoot up the school if he. (laughs) If things go the other Jeez. way, you know, Karen reveals too much, too yep, uh, that she doesn't okay. have a date yet. And Carol's like, oh, well, that's perfect. You can go out with Freddie. And she pretty much just like sets them up like, oh, you're going out with Freddie, like not even really giving her a choice. Yeah. And she Karen is furious and goes into the living room. Yeah, like she can't even respond. She said, I don't blame her. That's not a cool thing to do. Yeah. So now. Karen in the living room thinks there's no chance that she's ever going to win the best couple competition now, especially if she's going with Freddie, because Freddie's a 142. She's got a little rating scale with her friends. They rate the guys. I think it's out of 200, right? That's my impression. I didn't do the exact the math. She, yeah, the guy she wants to go with is a 195, so I got to imagine that... Well, there's three categories. It's what? Um, looks, money, and other, I think. And Right. Look, they're look. They're all out of ten points, but uh, looks and money are multiplied by ten, so that would give a hundred for. Oh no, I guess a hundred for each of those, right? And then uh, other, which is things like uh, you know personality and uh, friendliness and helpfulness, things like that. That's multiplied by like point zero zero one or something like that. So it really has right. no effect. So yeah, she wants to go out with a one ninety five. This guy Jeffrey. She's waiting for him to ask her out, but now she can't do that because she's stuck with Freddie, a 142. And Dana's in there the whole time just laughing. Yeah. Um, so then we go to a scene out in the backyard. Cody. Oh, she also tells Carol that uh, Carol asked Dana, do the boys have a rating system? And she's like, yeah, but you, you, all that only, it's only one thing and you'd score really high. Yeah. And then she just kind of looks down at her boobs and like, oh yeah, that thing. Um, yeah. So they show Cody in the backyard polishing his van, talking to her. Her name's Lucille. I don't know if we knew that yet. I do think we, I do think we have heard of that before. 
Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, just because <laughs> why? Well, because in The Walking Dead, uh, Negan's bat is named Lucille, and uh, I don't uh, know. That's just how I connected that. Luce, I think Lucille is not an uncommon name for inanimate objects. I think BB King's guitar was Lucille. Okay, I don't know why. Like all, maybe that was maybe BB King and his guitar. <laughs> yeah, and people kind of just was, did it towards yeah. that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Pretty sure that's correct. So Frank comes out. Um, he sees Cody talking to uh, Van, and he reveals that he bought Cody a car alarm. He's like, "All of your stuff's in there. You need to protect it a little bit." I mean, what if someone was to steal like other stuff than just your car alarm? And he's like, "Okay, well maybe this is a good idea." Um, it makes a good point. Yeah, we see Mark run out. He's getting chased by uh, Alan JT. Uh, JT's trying to use Mark as a school project, hooking him up to a battery <laughs> to find out the effects of electricity on living things. I think that was his project, right? JT, I mean, look, we know JT's not the smartest guy in the world, but he can't be that dumb. He can't be that dumb. To think that, like, just hooking your little brother up to a car battery is a, is a good idea. And Frank's like, you cannot kill your stepbrother without asking me first. <laughs> right. So... Uh, we go to the gym. Everyone's decorating for the dance now. Uh, you see um, Freddy up on a ladder who accidentally staples himself to the wall trying to put up decorations. Uh, Karen is still um, upset that she's going with Freddy at all. She still wants to go out with Jeffrey. And uh, we see Freddy fall off the ladder, and then we see Jeffrey come in. And Jeffrey pretty quickly goes over and asks Karen out to the dance. Yeah, he, what we established, too, here is that he's very self-absorbed. He's kind of, like, always checking his hair, looking... Yeah, looking he's got mirrors. his Letterman jacket on. He's like, yeah. you know, the type. And uh, he asks her to the dance. She says yes without remembering about Freddy. And Dana quickly reminds her that she's going to the dance with Freddy. And Karen's like, oh, yeah, that Freddy. Something interesting I thought here is that normally Karen is very, like... She's very self self self-confident uh, self-assured of herself when it comes to boys and this is the first time you see her really at least that i can remember yeah. kind of being like speechless and like taken aback because she's like so overwhelmed by the awesomeness that is jeffrey yeah um i agree with that um so we then go back to the house to the kitchen specifically carol's there um and she got frank a present frank opens it up and uh it's pretty much a purse it's a purse. It looks just like a purse. It's a purse. So she's like getting Frank to try it on. Frank hates it. He like can't even like talk or move or anything. He hates it so much. And uh, well, of course, she's trying to like explain why it's not a purse. Well, it's a and... financial valet. It's not a purse. Right. Right. And then Cody walks in. Yeah. Cody walks in, immediately calls it a purse. And Frank is just completely like, he, I mean, doesn't say anything. He's like, he just hates that so much. Yeah. So then we see Karen and Dana get home. Um, Dana is uh, still upset that Karen is dumping Freddy. And Karen's like, don't worry. I've been here before. I've got this under control. Let me show you how it goes. And then she picks up the phone. She calls Freddy. She pretends to be sick and let her know, let him know that uh, she can't go to the dance. And while she's on the phone with Freddy, Carol walks in behind her. Here's this entire, like created sick story and uh is pretty upset with karen yeah and did, did at any point did you think that uh dana was gonna step up and and take freddie to the dance 
Oh yeah, I did think that actually at one point. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I was thinking like go maybe this. that she would walk in with him at the dance or something like right, that. Right, and that's right. when we would yep. reveal it. But yeah, yeah um, Karen knows that she's caught. Um, Carol sends uh, Dana upstairs, yells at Karen a little bit, and. I mean, she's mad, and she says, what you need to do is you need to make your own decision, and I just hope that you do the right thing. So Carol goes upstairs, and Karen stays downstairs and celebrates that she's she's still in with with uh, Jeffrey. She thinks that she still can go not go to that dance with Freddie. Yeah, she. this is a very interesting parenting style from um, Carol. I feel and, like we've seen it before. With We have, but I also don't think Karen is one to necessarily automatically assume we're gonna she's gonna do the right thing yeah so back to the backyard one more time for that little side story um the alarm has been installed they start testing it out checking out all the features frank shows that there's like a feature that like if the uh if the suspect or i guess if someone's stealing your stereo and they'll they're inside of the van the van will lock you in there and uh, that's what he's showing off now and it works except now frank can't get out he's stuck inside of the van airbags go off he needs help he's like choking and running out of air and they like run inside to go call the helpline to try to figure out how to get him out of there but at the same time brendan comes over he yells the ice cream man's here and then everyone i think like (laughs) al and i don't know who else is out there mark jt cody they all run to the ice cream man rather than helping out frank so frank's dead pretty much as far as we know frank is yeah has is still in the van uh most likely to die um now we're at the dance. Uh, Karen is there with Jeffrey, not with uh, Freddie. Jeffrey keeps just like checking himself out. He's got his own little pocket mirror and stuff. He also wants to win this perfect couple competition. Dana comes over. Um, Karen tells Dana what she did. She snuck out. She came with Jeffrey. There's nothing her mom can do while this is going on. Carol walks in once again in this episode, listens to everything going on that Karen is saying. And uh, we find out she's there because she's a chaperone and Karen has messed up once again. I really appreciate how active TGIF parents are in their kids' lives, especially when it comes to after-school activities. Like, they're always chaperoning dances, and it, it, I really appreciate that. Uh, then Freddie comes in. Karen uh, tries to hide, but of course Freddie sees her and calls her out like he, he tells called, her off yeah he, he had called the house to like check on her to see if she was feeling better found out that she was actually at the dance and he came all the way to the dance just to pretty much in front of everyone let her know how he feels about this yeah yeah and obviously he's not happy he knows that she screwed him over she lied to him and uh he knows about this whole rating system as well i mean it's the whole school news it's not a secret so Jeffrey comes back. He was in the bathroom. Um, someone gets on the microphone, announces the perfect couple competition. Did you recognize this 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 girl? I didn't pay attention. Who was it? It's Lindsay from Bells of Beaker Street. Oh, is it? That's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, she announces the perfect couple is Jeffrey and Karen. They go up to accept their awards. Karen gets on the microphone and instead of accepting her award, tells everyone exactly what happened how she was so mean to uh, Freddie, how this rating system is such a bad thing, and how she feels awful. It's the whole revelation, I guess. Let's just see. I don't know. I I can't imagine this is going to persevere throughout the show. Yeah, and she tells everyone that uh, 
I can't accept this award. I'm not the perfect couple with Jeffrey. I'm not even here with Jeffrey. I'm actually here with Freddie. And, and everyone in the school kind of looks over. They're amazed. They're like, what is going on? And then Karen walks over to Freddie, asks Freddie to dance. And then they dance to, uh, I think it was Stand By Me was the song, Into the Credits. No. That's it. That's uh, Double Date. Is that what it was called? Something uh, like that. that sounds right. I was expecting a credit scene of getting Frank out of the van, but like like I said, as far as we know, he's still there. Yeah, this uh, this week did not have a lot of credit scenes on it. I don't know if the next one did no. or not, too. I can't remember. I don't think, I don't think it did. But uh, this is getting by. This aired, what, like 9, nine o'clock? Oh, real quick real quick note on Step by Step. That is the season finale. So season finale, last, Step by Step. Yeah, last Step by Step of the uh, of the year. And guess, and mentioning, or of the season. Mentioning that as well, this episode of Getting By is the the TGIF series finale. So there is a, there was a second season of Getting By, uh, but it was not on TGIF. I might go watch I think it was the finale of, or the last episode that aired of Getting By, just to kind of figure out where they left all. Let me see real off. quick. I'm 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 pulling it up because I think it what happened <laughs> is that it went to NBC for the second season. Okay. Uh, and they had they had a full second season, 19 episodes. Hmm. Um, so there's more episodes on NBC than aired on TGIF. Um, good luck finding them. I don't yeah. Know if you want, if you want to watch them, I I'm not really interested, but uh, they're out. They might be out there. All right, so this is, um, I wonder if that was kind of weird with having, uh, what's her face, on both shows on two different channels at the same time, you know? I mean, she's not on, she's really not on much of Family Matters moving forward. They take her off uh, as a, as a uh, regular cast member on the credits, (laughs) and she's, she's only on like featured episodes. She's Uh, not, she's not on the, the regular cast moving forward. Too big for Family Matters. I think that was a mistake. Uh, this is uh, Getting By Season 1, Episode 12. Anatomy of a Fight is the name of this episode. Uh, Dolores and Kathy are getting home. They're talking about work. Dolores uh, doesn't want to talk about work when they're at home, but Kathy just keeps talking. And uh, I don't even pay attention to what they're talking about. They're fight- there's, a, there's a candidate that they're interviewing, and it, it's just kind of like random stuff about the process and, and giving them a chance. Uh, Julie and Darren come in or no. Yeah. And then Marcus comes in and he announces he's there with his Marcus in the house, which definitely seems like that's his new thing now. Oh, that's his new thing. Absolutely. The, well, the one thing that's established here before Marcus comes home. So, um, Darren and, and Julie come down. Darren said, reminds Dolores that parents night is coming up. Um, and he wants to make sure that she goes because he has all these, you know, accomplishments. And that's when the parents go and visit the school, visit the teachers, meet the teachers, right, that kind of thing. Right. And he knows it's going to be good for him. Um, and then, and then Marcus and Nikki come home and they, they find out what's going on. And they, their attitudes, they do not want their parents to go because they both know there's going to be issues if they talk to their teacher. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that, like, Nikki was really, like, a bad student or anything like that. <laughs> she's, her character is so weird. Because she's like... Place. Yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, I mean, she's the school mascot, the right? Only because she couldn't be a cheerleader. But they find ways to like really degrade her for just to kind of like use her as a punching bag. It's kind of a weird, like she's not even a comedic foil. She's just like, we need somebody to be an idiot and and like yeah i mean i guess it, they have four kids and they need to kind of have like different identities for each kid so like they kind of that, like that. they've got the cute kid they got the smart kid they've got like the rebellious kid and they need her for something and that's kind of like where she fell i guess but they don't give her any there's no positive 
there's nothing positive about her character. She's not a good person in any way. She doesn't do anything positive. She's just like a constant punching bag when they she need has a car. All, all the bad stuff. That's I mean, yes, but that's not a personality trait. She did um show that she actually likes her brothers. No, she didn't. Well, for like a minute or two until they let her in the not club. Even like five seconds until she went to the club, and then they had to they had to fake a call to get her out of the club. Yeah, I don't know, but um, that's, that's a weird character. We've got a uh, yeah. That's pretty much it until the theme song. So after the theme song, we come back to uh, we're at the workplace of Kathy and Dolores. Uh, Kathy or Dolores like walks out or something. Kathy's having issues with her computer. Kathy's- well, first of all, Kathy is complaining about the paper delivery at their house. And so they get into it because so no, excuse me, Dolores she's bringing is up like Dolores is home stuff at work now, which is what right. she didn't Kathy, want to so do. Kathy gets on her about that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Dolores leaves the room. Kathy is told, I guess, to go over and see if Dolores's computer is working. And while she does this, she finds an evaluation that Dolores wrote about her the same year that Taylor Swift was born. 1989 so she thinks about reading it and she like walks away and she's like oh but maybe i will and she goes back and forth and eventually she goes over she looks outside makes sure that no one is around and she reads this evaluation that dolores wrote about her two or three years ago Right. And it was essentially it was an evaluation because the Delor- Kathy was looking to transfer to Dolores's um department. team to her department and it was what Dolores thought of Kathy if she would be a good fit for the department. Yeah, and I mean Dolores said some kind of bad things about her. She's like this girl has uh there's there's no advantage of transferring her to this department. And I think the outlying like uh, big comment was that she's wimpy. That's what kind of stuck around. Right. She doesn't think she can hold up and, and you know, doesn't have the backbone for these kids. Yeah. So back of the house, I think Marcus reveals that he's home again. I don't think he says Marcus in the house, but he says something else. But, no, he does come in. I don't know if, what he says exactly, but he does come in loud and announces himself. Um, goes in the kitchen and uh, everyone's kind of talking about this parent day at school once again. And, uh, this is where we find out the reason why Nikki doesn't want her parent, her mom to go is because she got thrown out of gym class for refusing to wear her gym uniform. And uh, I don't know if we, Mark is just generally a bad kid. Like we don't really hear an exact reason. I just don't think he wants her, his mom to go at all. Yeah. Well, we know he gets in trouble all the time. He almost got kicked out of school three episodes ago, four episodes ago. Yeah. And then Kathy and Dolores get home. Um, Kathy is mad at Dolores for uh but not telling her why like we know why it's because of this review but she's not telling her why she's upset she's kind of like playing silent treatment right now and kathy dolores is asking too. kathy is intentionally like refusing to tell her at while dolores is asking her like what what is the problem why are you mad at me what is going on yeah and eventually after kind of like walking around the house playing silent treatment for a little bit they go into the living room and kathy tells dolores that she read the file this is why she's upset yes and um Dolores is mad that she was snooping in the first place. So kind of, they both did something they shouldn't have done. Like, uh, Kathy, I I don't think Dolores did anything that she shouldn't have done when she wrote this memo. Oh no, you're right. Three years ago. I mean, she was asked for her opinion. This was her opinion of, of Kathy at the time. And that, you know, that is what it is. I don't, yeah, no, you're right. They weren't like best friends back then. Even if they were, she's giving an honest review, but, um, but yeah, she really didn't do anything wrong. You're right. So, um, Next scene, 
since the uh, parents are kind of fighting still, no one's making dinner. Darren made dinner. He no one even knows what it is. It's some sort of mystery freezer <laughs> meat that they found. <laughs> Um, this was a, that was a cute little. This was a cute little scene. Yeah, Darren hopes that they stop fighting so they can the parents can actually get to parent night. But Nikki and Marcus, they're loving this. They're like, keep fighting. We don't want them to go anyway. So they're kind of well, like making a plan of how to keep them right. from continuing to fight and not ever even make it to the school. Yeah, there's they, this has now become their strategy is to continue to antagonize the two of them. Yeah. So after a commercial break, we've got um, Kathy going into the bathroom upstairs we do this might be the first shot that we've seen of this joint bathroom and i think we were wondering exactly what the setup was but kathy and dolores definitely do share a bathroom in this house we've seen the kids bathroom before yeah um so dolores is still upset that kathy was snooping um she kind of goes out of the bathroom nikki comes in and talks to her mom and uh, kind of just tells her mom, you need to stand your ground. If this is how you feel, you need to make sure that you continue to stand your ground and don't give up. And uh, Dolores, I wrote Dolores is stubborn. I don't know. Maybe that's something Kathy said or maybe maybe even Nikki. No, Nikki probably said that to her mom, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nikki. Nikki is really pumping her mom up that like this is, you know, she's not going to cave in. You you need to stand your ground. There's also this kind of like other thing with Dolores where when she gets really stressed out, she gets migraines. So and kids know this. And so they're trying to kind of push her over the edge. So she gets a migraine, which is just wrong. Um, uh, and that keeps again another thing to keep her from going to parents night. Yeah. And I think with the migraine that she has now, she tries to go over and apologize to Kathy. But Kathy, of course, is not dropping it because that's what Nikki told her to do. Like she like right. gave her the setup like. Dolores is going to try to get out of this, but you need to keep going at it. Right. So, um, yeah, they continue to fight. <laughs> Kathy goes out and Nikki comes back in. And now Nikki is trying to encourage Dolores to keep the fight going. Like she's just, they're doing everything that they can to make the, these two fight for as long as they can. So they yeah, miss this parent night completely. And it seems like it's working really well. It is. It is. Nikki is doing a great <clears throat> job. So maybe this is her, redeeming quality is that she's really good at fighting people fighting <laughs> uh we go downstairs uh nikki and marcus are excited that they're still fighting this whole thing is working but nikki's worried because she doesn't feel that um maybe kathy's not gonna go she's like kathy are you working on kathy like uh i think my mom's still gonna go to this thing and then Kathy comes down, tries to uh, subtly blame her for Dolores' headache, and this whole thing's working. It's still working. Yeah, Marcus has kind of taken a lazy route, as always, but and even when he, he does kind of start to get involved, it's just, it's pretty lame. Yeah, Dolores comes downstairs. She looks like she's in a lot of pain from this headache. They've got ice on her head and stuff, and Kathy's actually starting to look worried about this headache as well. Yes. I mean, it's a migraine. They're awful. Yeah. Kathy tells Dolores, um, hey, we don't need to go to this parent night. Let's just stay here. Let's relax. Uh, Nikki and Marcus go in the kitchen to celebrate. The plan has worked. They're not going to parent night. Kathy apologizes to Dolores. They argue a little bit more. And Kathy eventually gets to the point where she tells Dolores that she wants her to move out of the house. Well, no, no. Dolores says Dolores is like not open to the apology at first and says this living together is not going to work and that's when Kathy is like alright well then find a new house yeah they yell they argue a bunch more and then eventually after all this arguing they realize what they're doing is crazy they apologize to each other 
magically Dolores's migraine is completely gone. And they're like, oh, well, we have plenty of time. Now let's go to that parent night thing. So in fairness, it was and and that might have that might have done something for her, but I don't know. Yeah, so Kathy asks, um, with that write-up thing, why did they approve my transfer anyways if you said all this bad stuff about me? And then Dolores is like, oh, it's simple. You're the only one who would work with me. So <laughs> that's the end of the episode. We do get a credit scene in this episode. The only one we get we one for this week. Uh, we've got Marcus and Nikki. They're watching out the window as their uh, moms are getting home from parent night, and they're real worried about how much trouble they're going to be in after they talk to their teachers. Kathy and Dolores come in. They're like super bubbly and nice and happy and don't say anything at all to Marcus and Nikki about how it went at parent night. And then they go into the hall, leaving the kids in the kitchen, still fearful for their lives. And I think uh, Kathy says to Dolores, you're right, Dolores. Uh, letting it dangle is way worse than grounding them right away. And that was kind of like their plan. High five, end of episode, end of this show on TGIF. End of getting by on this podcast um yeah so that's it that's our three shows for this week uh we will rank them um man they weren't it's just not a good week i don't think at all i agree i, I mean agree. i have, I mean, I have step by step at one um, i do too I, and i think that that was an okay episode yeah and then the other two i think i've got home free at three and getting by at two but neither of them were really good i agree i agree 100 i think I, I think that those were both they're both pretty weak um step by step it was an okay episode it wasn't anything crazy i, I was kind of surprised at how weak it was for a season finale but um it was still the best out of the three yeah what do we got going on next week we got some changes coming up right we do so that that was really the end of the spring season um so i guess well, let me let me let me start with the one that is definite so uh, Home Free starts next week on TGIF. And actually, this is the 30th you know, anniversary of it airing on TGIF. That's on the 9 o'clock spot. So um, that is the only new show to TGIF uh, on the calendar. Um, I talked to Steve about this other thing kind of a, a month or so ago, and I think we came to a, 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 the agreement that we were going to do this. So uh, unless Steve has changed his mind, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Might have changed um, mind. So <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper is the new the new show in the fall it's one of the two new shows in the fall that is obviously on tjf for a couple of seasons few seasons um however it starts at season two so i have proposed that we watch season one of hanging with mr cooper over the summer it's How a many kind episodes? of a it's a lot Ugh. it's i mean it's a full season it's 22 episodes and we're so trying to do like two a week or something i got two a week yeah i got it scheduled out so so my proposal for next week is we watch episode one episode two Hang on, Mr. Cooper, and then the uh, episode six of Home Free, and just have those three shows for next week. I mean, we're committed now. I feel like you just said it on the show, so that's, right. that's what we're doing. I mean, doing. I would, I personally, I think it's, I think, I don't like to watch shows after they go on, uh, off of TJIF unless it's like really necessary. But I do feel like it's it, there's some level of like. I mean, that's where they know, introduce all the characters. We kind of know right. like it's where it's like just getting to know everything. Yeah, in season one. I need a break, but no, nah. no, we'll do it. No, two okay. two Coopers next week and the uh, TGIF premiere of Home Free. Yes. Okay. Cool. So that's what we're gonna do next week. Um, I, yeah, I haven't even. Lo- I, I know I've I have Hang with Mr. Cooper on Apple. I've bought the seasons. I don't even know if you can get it on like streaming. Uh, let me take a look real quick, just so I can so you the listener can know a good place to watch it if there is a good place to watch it. 
Let's see. Hang in with Mr. Kubler's the show. So it just doesn't stream on Apple. You have to buy it's, it. Not on Apple TV. It's on HBO Max though. Oh, huh, okay. So if you want to watch Hang with Mr. Cooper with us, it is on HBO Max. Cool. So that's what we got going on next week. Uh, it should be... I don't know. I don't remember the early Mr. Cooper. I don't know if I watched the first season ever because I probably watched I, it once it was on TGIF and I probably yeah. never went back and watched the first season. I don't have a whole lot of like specific memories of Hang with Mr. Cooper. I just have like a general member, like memory of the show. Like I remember enjoying the show. I remember being yeah. a fun show to watch. I kind of remember it debuting on TGIF. Like, yeah. kind of remember like oh let's check okay. out this show kind oh. of thing let me see something real quick yeah go ahead uh let's see just to just to get a little bit of a a flavor of where it came from so do, 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 do. um i will say it is a jeff franklin show uh so it originally aired on tuesday okay so it was one of those tuesday shows that originally aired after full house so jeff franklin had that full house gotcha with mr cooper kind of hour block uh, also set in San Francisco. Uh, I think it eventually moves, but it was it was originally set in San Francisco. And um, yeah, so that first Yeah, I think we said when we were doing the house brackets, I think we said yeah. o- Oakland. I think but, it moves. Uh, the, I mean, okay. it's, so it's right it across the Bay. Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does say Bay Area. Okay, so yeah. And then uh, further details it as Oakland, California. Okay, so yeah, that's coming up next week. Uh, we'll be talking about all that. But thank you, Drew, once again for the theme song this week. Yeah, thank you, Drew. TGIF cast, TGIF cast at gmail.com if you want to email your own version at TGIFcast on all social media if you want to follow us and uh, we'll be giving you updates on everything including our appearance coming up in just a few weeks at Awesome Con in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's coming up quick so that's uh, what like first, second week of, of June. June um, 16th, I think, Friday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, cool. That's all I got. Do you got anything else, Steve? That's it for me. Alright, man. Have a good week. You got it, dude.